Can't get enough of Cthulhu and Cairo? Join our Patreon for as low as $3 per month to access special features and bonus content. You can find us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. I'm Raz, joined by the whole team, including our newest member, Jack Cavendish. Uh, and we are in we are in Leningrad currently and at a state banquet being held in the honor of a bunch of uh, folks that have done miraculous and special things for the state. Some of the people in attendance are General Potolsky, Demoik Medved, Nikita Khrushchev, Lorventi Beria. These are some... Uh, some pretty powerful players inside the state itself uh, and committee members. And some of them are first secretaries and some of the judiciary, but um, our team finds themselves hobnobbing with some of the great of the current Russia regime. And as always, the dinner, the cocktail hour starts to wind down and everyone is shown to their seats. Now it's very fortunate. The ladies and uh, Vadim, you are all at the same table. And also sitting at that table is Jack Cavendish. He is Jack's contact. Kaganovich is also sitting there. Lazar Kaganovich. He has been sat at that table. But Brazilovich, the leader of the OGPU, who has been the gentleman who got Faye, Catherine, Vadim, and Ella to this particular event, has been moved up to a different table uh, along with his wife. Khrushchev is sitting at, obviously, the head table up in the corner, uh, you know, uh, where everyone is is there next to the, one of the head tables. So all these important people are down. There's families and by families, I mean couples scattered all about the place. And uh, all of a sudden, the uh, a gavel bangs and uh, a podium is, is there that you didn't notice before, but it's on a small dais. A gentleman steps up and uh, it's Laurentia Beria. And he says, uh, good evening, everyone. And thank you so much for coming into the attendance of this very important dinner of the state. I have been asked to say the opening remarks and to thank all of you, each and every one of you for the many things that you do to help our glorious country to evolve and change in these trying times. As many of you may know, there are many people sympathetic to the cause of the worker and the plight of the worker in the world. Even now as we speak, communism and its, its ideals are moving and growing in countries such as France, England, the United States, China has already begun to see the, the glorious effects of communism, all of them, because of the hard work and the dedication of our great Secretary General, Comrade Stalin. So if all of you would join me for a moment and raise your glasses that I hope you have brought with you from our beautiful early reception and cocktail hour and give a toast to Comrade Stalin. And he raises it up and everybody does that. And now... I will have this particular man, and he gives his name, and he says uh, he is going to come up and speak to you about the potential of the oil in the Caucasus and some of the things that have been going on there, just to give you an idea of how we are, as a country, expanding our presence in overseas markets and how we are doing things to increase the strength of, of Russia. So a guy goes up, 
and it's at this point hors d'oeuvres are starting to come out. I'm not sorry, hors d'oeuvres, I'm sorry, salads and things. It's it's you know it's the first part of a dinner party. And he goes on to talk about how Germany and uh, several other countries in Europe are buying oil now through from the Caucasus, and they're they're German, uh, you know, Russia's starting to ship overseas, and it's people are starting to do business, and things are you know it's starting to we're coming out of that stigma of being just a revolution, and now that our now that Trotsky's been exiled and things are calming down a little bit by their terms uh that russia is actually starting to see a, you know a real influx of other nations accepting the role of, of of where they are and and seeing them as an equal state which originally didn't go over so well so this is all part of the 1930s politics that nations were keeping an eye on them but they started to see that there was a solidifying force in stalin and his committees and you know the the internal struggles that russia had faced were coming to an end like it was getting better uh, we all know what that meant in the future. We we figured it out, but for a long time, that's what it was. Then General Potolsky comes up and starts speaking to everybody and saying that the situations currently going on in Siberia, where he is stationed, are going well. Um, reports will be sent out to the various secretaries that are involved, but he hopes to have the entire situation, very vague, the entire situation wrapped up within a year. And uh, he inter- takes that moment and says, and my friends, this is the time when I would like to have a woman who unfortunately is here, who is with us tonight here for unfortunate reasons. But we are very proud of her family and proud of what her husband gave, the ultimate sacrifice. Yana, Yana, where are you out there? Yana, everyone, Yana Trentikov, her, her husband was killed by this, uh, by a bear that is wandering the, the area around Tomsk. And... Uh, it's killed many my many guards, many good men, and unfortunately, her husband was in the last attack. As she stands up, all of a sudden, the room—you know—everyone's turning to look at her, and a door opens in the far corner. And a gentleman begins to walk in with two people behind him, two men, and everybody just starts. Ro- screaming and clapping as comrade general stalin the first secretary enters the room <laughs> that was awesome i looked to my i looked to my friends and go is that stalin <laughs> everyone is standing now and he enters and he walks towards this woman and he stops there and he walks up there and he goes, Yana, you know that what happened to your husband is most grievous, but I want you to know that we, the, the state, will take care of you. You, are, you will have nothing. You will want for nothing. You will need nothing. All will be provided. You are, you have, his body has been returned to you. What is left of it, Secretary General, Potolsky says from the podium, there was not much, sir, I'm... And Stalin shoots him a dirty look like, somebody should have let me know that before I said it. Um, <laughs> like, you know, he says, a medal will be placed and given to you, and then we will place something where he is buried when we bring him home. The, we will be sure to collect whatever we can if it has not been done so already. And he leans in and he kisses her on the cheek. And she's in tears. Everyone And everyone just starts going crazy as he walks in and he goes, no, friends, please, please, this is not acceptable. Sit. Everyone to see. I am only here to make acquaintances with a few people, and I will not keep you from your wonderful dinner. This is, I have much work to do, and all of you are. 
gather here tonight to be to be appreciated and know that I appreciate you. And he starts walking and he looks around and he's scanning the room. And all of a sudden, Brazilovich stands up and goes, oh, here, here first, here, Secretary General, this, this way, please, this way. And sure enough, he is beelining right for your table. Brazilovich goes over and he stands beside the table next to all three of you. And, Bottom and gauges, to the four Bottom's gauging the distance to see if he could strangle him to death before anybody could get to him. <laughs> okay. What an opportunity. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're going to go. Listen, you'll be always remembered. <clears throat> In death. I think it's almost, I think it's a Pirates of the Caribbean quote. You were the guy who almost killed Stalin. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> there's quite a few people in this room that need him right now. Uh, they're making their fortunes on this guy. So he walks over and he stops and he just he looks down at the table. What do the ladies do? What do you, all of you do? You're you're gathered there. Lemon. He's just standing there. I curtsy. Uh, so you stand? Okay. Yeah, I stand and curtsy. Catherine, do you, everybody stands up. Jack? That seems I about stand up. That seems right. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Proper, proper deference. I yeah. don't want to die today. Oh. I have read Comrade Brazilovich's report about how you were able to bring this glorious gift to us. I would one day like to have you speak to me personally about it. I'm fascinated to know all the details. But for tonight, please enjoy the hospitality of Russia and what the workers have been able to produce for us to place on the tables. He looks over at you, Vadim, and he says, Comrade. You are doing good, your job. Yes, you are showing these women all they need to see. Comrade Secretary, of course. And Bottom bows his head. Good, good. And you, sir, my understanding if my brain, which sometimes so many facts, you are the gentleman that Kaganovich has brought here to kill this bear that killed Poryana's husband. Yes, yes, sir. That that is the case. That I, I was brought here for that. We'll find your bear and then take him down, and you know, due course. You know, they say that he could not be killed by Russians because he's eaten so many. He's learned their ways. He says this kind of quiet. So, and a few people chuckle. Yana can't hear it. She's at a table at the other end of the the room. But he says, so maybe perhaps a British man will be able to do this for us. Well, I hear we're quite sour, so perhaps he won't have a taste for the Brit. When you get him. I am somewhat of a collector of things myself. Promise me at least a paw, if not the head, Mr. Cavendish. Absolutely, absolutely. It would be my honor, sir. You are all most, most appreciated and welcome. Thank you. Please, comrades, sit, sit. I do not mean to keep you. Everyone, I am going to just take a moment, salute you with a drink. He grabs one from a waiter who's standing really close by, and he says, to the state. And he, everybody, you know, to the state. And they drank real quick. And he starts exiting the room, kind of just as if he just he just wanted to walk in and let everybody know he's there, that he's nearby in case if anybody has any. <laughs> but he's oh, watching. he's watching you. He's watching. <laughs> but there's a gulag not oh, nearby with your watching. name on it. He sees you when you're sleeping. That was so he stressful. Knows when you're <laughs> that was so stressful. <laughs> he knows when you stole German planes, so be good for goodness. Oh my sake. god, I haven't felt stressed Whoa. like that since the mountain. <laughs> That was I thought he was gonna point of, I thought he was gonna he point did, to me and go, her, the blonde devil, take her. Or if he tried to shake my hand, I'd be like, no thanks, I'm probably gonna get a reading of so many dead corpses on you. 
Oh, yeah. You don't want to touch that guy. I don't he want didn't to lean touch over him. and whisper, you'll come to my room later. <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> Drops a key in the front of her dress. <laughs> I, like, oh, God, it's not, not fun. Sheriff of Nottingham, bring a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine, is that bring why you the said one the, this is why I dress suit? This is why I dressed in the suit. Yeah. You bitch. I wanted to draw Plot dead twist. ass. I wanted to draw for the one in the suit. I <laughs> regret my dress choices. Wait, I feel like I've missed something. It's always the button down ones. <laughs> yeah, he sees you like totally comfortable in your own skin in this underdressed fashion and it's like that one. No. Oh, you hide yourself behind all those buttons. Yes. You know what burns inside behind all the wool. <laughs> waiting to get out. <laughs> How deeply the furnace burns. The Russian fires are the upon you. <laughs> Wait a minute. Ella, what's your appearance? I'm in a form fitting silk. No, 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 red like your number dress. your number, huh? I'm a fifty-five. Okay. I'm like average looking, but a little over. I'm a sixty. Bitch! You're pretty. You're like an eighty, aren't you? Seventy-five. We know yeah. you're hot. That's you were right I... up there with John. <laughs> Maybe I should have wore a dress. I'm a 75. Oh, oh my God. Hey, oh, hey God. I am a very comfortable 35. Oh. <laughs> this is why we I love you, Bottom. It's all the scars. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's there won't be a note scars. to Bottom this evening. <laughs> <laughs> Would love to see you after dinner. No pressure. He has a wife. <laughs> it's, it's Russia 1931. I think scars are in season this year. Bottom is spoken for. He Absolutely. is, he is oh, very right. devoted. And especially... I, I gotta, gotta talk about his wife. <laughs> yeah, given given Faye's background and the fact that, you know, her father was not the most uh, buttoned-up man, if she even sees you look at another woman, I'm gonna go, so, wife, <laughs> daughter! <laughs> you ever think about them? Like, just... All right, duly so, noted. She's a real monogamist. <laughs> So the uh, the soup course comes, and a man takes the stage, takes the uh, podium, named Zoychev. Comrade Zoychev says to everyone, "Good evening, um, good evening, comrades. Uh, it is my duty to inform you of the situation going on here in Leningrad. Decision that has been made by our first general, our secretary general Stalin, to begin to round up the priests and the devout believers of the." Uh, the Catholic churches here throughout uh, the city. And then phase two will be moving out into the other districts. Uh, I have already sent these reports to the desks of the other secretaries that are in need of this information. But I will tell you that already we have been able to seize close to uh, 11 million pounds, rubies, rupees, I think, right? Ruby, no, rubies, not rupees, rubies. Rubles. Uh, rubles, thank you. Rubles of... Uh, of gold and fine silver and precious stones from the churches here just in Leningrad. All this money, all this money going back to the workers, my comrades, all this money being returned to the people and put into housing and other important amenities of the districts, uh, increasing electrical and uh, water facilities to these buildings and the buildings that are in the lying areas of our city. All these things are happening, which all of you were... Probably not believing. But that's what they're talking about. But Zoychev definitely is involved deeply with 
the purge. That's something that may interest, especially you, Vadim, with your friend's situation. Mm-hmm. So that's a name that maybe comes up to where you might be able to help uh, Paulina and her daughter. Zoichev gets done giving the numbers about how many churches have been closed, the gold and, and the seizures. He says, and like the instructions came down to us, it is, um, it is most important that we follow them directly. Even Comrade Stalin has agreed to allow these instructions to be the guide to which we, we close these churches. And uh, all of a sudden, Brezilovich goes, Zoychev! Like that. <laughs> Yells out? Yeah. And Zoychev stops for a moment and says, but that, of course, will depend on what is decided at, at the highest levels of the committee. Um, good night. Thank you, for everyone, and good evening. And Brazilovich, two guys come walking quickly up. Meat, meat is coming out now. The main pro, the protein course and everything is coming out. Soup plate, trays or soup plates are being pulled away. And Bazilovich whispers into two people's. He's talking to these two men, and they immediately flank the do- go to the doors and are making sure that they're keeping an eye. You can even everybody sees it that Zoichev definitely said something wrong. Wow. I'm gonna. So we have the realization that we have the realization that we're literally sitting with like the most dangerous man in the room. Brazilovich. Well, no, Brazilovich left you at this table with uh, Joel's contact. Oh, he's um, not sitting with us. No, no. Listen, yeah, okay. Yeah. Kaganovich. Yeah. Yeah. Jagat- Lazar Kaganovich. Yep. You're sitting with him, but Brazilovich is up closer to the front. But when this guy, um, Zoichev, started speaking of instructions that were mandates that were handed down, and even Stalin agreed we must follow them, that's when Brazilovich uh, re- jumped up and reacted. You saw a physical reaction of shut your fucking mouth. That kind of like it was no nobody missed it. The whole room went silent. Yeah. Like what the hell did he just say? That was so, you know, women stop. They're talking quietly to their husbands and husbands are shushing them like this is not you, nobody talks right now. Like you just don't. Um, you didn't hear anything. You didn't see anything. Exactly. Exactly. So dinner goes on conversational. Uh, everything seems to be, you know, go slipping slowly back to normal. The The meal is excellent. You know, everybody's having. Champagne glasses are, I mean, glasses are clinking, food, salt, you know, the, all the sounds of a, of a great dinner party are going on around you. And uh, one of the doors opens up and two men dressed in full OGPU, you know, regalia, the green suits, the hat, the whole bit, come walking in and one, they click their heels and one leans down behind this man, Zoichev, whispers and you see him very nervously wipe his mouth, put his napkin down and his wife is just looking at him and, and he kind of makes a motion to stay calm and uh he is escorted out of the room well <laughs> that's the end of him <laughs> that'll sober your head up. <laughs> uh, i'm just gonna continue uh, uh who's sitting next to me um some uh, yeah somebody in the, the the there's only seven of you at this table seven or eight of you and the, two of them are you know just lesser dignitaries that were invited because they owed a favor or they did some stellar work on a report. Okay, well, when she sees this, um, because of what she knows, what happened with, um, what's her, I cannot, her name escapes me right now, but the daughter. Um, Tasha. 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 Tasha Demikov. Yeah, because she knows what happened to her. She's like, she can't control this response, but she's clutching her knife like very tightly and she's, her hands shaking a little bit and she tries to put her focus back onto the dinner table, but it's obvious she's somehow disturbed by this. Of course. And the memories are flooding back. 
of what she experienced. Noticing so. that since I'm sitting next to her and I mm-hmm. would, I normally kind of keep an eye on Ella during like things like this anyway, because I never know what she's going to say. Um, so I'm just always ready to react. Um, I kind of nudge her a little bit and I hand her um, her drink to put in her hand to like sort of stop the shaking and I kind of meet her eyes so she knows like I know how you're feeling I'm here with you but we can't react right now like just you know sip your drink carry on with the night we're almost through this she'll like nod sip it and sip it until it's pretty much done just trying to get rid of the sickening feeling in her stomach Right. But it's not. The vodka's not going to help. She's just thinking maybe if I just drink myself out of it, I'll forget it for a minute. So, Jack, the um, Lazar speaks to you a little bit more. Uh, starts talking to you about you know when are you hoping to actually be able to set off now that your papers seem to be all in order. I, I mean, are you when are you leaving for Tomsk? And uh, it, it's settled down that you're going to you know t- set off in about two to three days. That seems to be the the, con- the concession between yourself and him. You've never been to Leningrad before. He's promised to take you uh, one or two places that really have interest. You know, just historically, you just want to see them. So he tells you that, you know, it'll be the uh, the third week in October. So three days from now, on a Wednesday, you'll be leave- setting out on the uh, Trans-Siberian Railroad, heading out toward Tomsk. Uh, that'll be when where you'll go after the uh, the devil bear, as they call it, uh, out there in Siberia, The this creature that has now supposedly killed somewhere in the neighborhood of about 35 men and women, uh, seven in the last attack. It has gotten a real taste for uh, for human flesh, unfortunately. Vadim remarks to Jackie, he's like, uh, you, you are going to Tomsk, uh, this small world. Uh, I was just speaking with General about a friend of mine there. We, too, uh, have been considering trip to the east. Oh, have you? Well, yes. then, then perhaps you, we could travel together. I mean, you know, I'm not familiar with your country, and perhaps you would like to share maybe a car or two in the trade. Well, sadly, we do not have uh, uh, papers to authorize our movement right now, but uh, if things change... Well, if things change, you're more than welcome to share my cabin. So, Jack, you have a pretty good reputation. Uh, this guy has obviously summoned you in. So this guy, since the you know the the, the actual t- takeover in eighteen, you, I mean you've only had moderate contact with him. He's been down maybe for one or two hunts, but when he was young, a younger man, he had visited like like you said your father and everything. So this guy's pretty close to you. So if you actually made a a real reach out, a, uh, a f- like said to him, "Hey, can you make this happen? Would you be able to do something like this?" Uh, he would probably have enough mustard. Between himself, definitely with Brazilovich's help, uh, they would be able to get something done. So, uh, if that's something you wanted to approach, now that again, that's putting, you know, that's putting you out yourself out there a little bit. But if that's how you want to do it, otherwise, this team has other options they can, you know, can use. Well, I guess I would ask the others of the team. You know, are, they, are, are we all suffering the same malady? Is that what we're saying here? As far as papers go. Oh yeah, I got nothing. I I could. If you'd like, have a word and and see what might transpire from that. See if I could ease those problems. You know, Jack, I really think think I'm um, beginning to like you. I think Vadim would Yes, it it happens quite easily, actually. Women usually tend to like me, and I tend to like them. You 
you are a wonderful human being yourself. Oh. And I know we will get along famously. Oh, thank you. I know. I think having just met uh, Jack Cavendish, right, that uh, Vodham would uh, would probably kindly uh, uh, thank him, but uh, say that uh, it's handled. Feeling more uh, comfortable with the contacts and other things that they have going, rather than sure. somebody they just met. Understood. So uh, you know, Jack keeps that in the back of his head. You know, he he knows he's going to be here for a couple of days. He yeah, also, you're leaving three days, right? Yeah, three days. Yeah. Time goes by. Uh, dessert is brought out. It's some sort of a whatever a, a good Russian tort or some sort of dessert would be. And uh, is Faye actually typing what a Russian dessert would be? Faye, is that what you're doing? No, I'm sorry. I saw Faye Dawson is typing. I'm like, you're going to correct the tort. I'm like I've had that kind of night. Uh, do, do I look like I know what they serve in Russia? No. Do I? Do I think that you know about cooking and baking a little bit? Yeah, maybe. All right. So the rest of the evening continues uh, as normal. It's now come to the time when there is just music playing. People are having coffee. They're, people are getting up now and moving about the room. Cigars are being had by the gentlemen. They're heading out outdoors to smoke if they're not smoking directly at their table. And, you know, this is a time you can mingle. You can attempt to approach some of these contacts or some of these people. If that's, if that's your game, if you'd rather not do any of that right here, that's fine as well. Uh, but right now it's closing in on about close to about 930. And there is there is a band that's set up and they're just playing some, you know, some light instrumental music. Yeah. Is there, um, Mingling with- is there anyone that is dancing or no? Is this not a dancing thing? A couple, a few couples are, you know, on a small dance floor just swaying. I mean, it's, no one is doing a lot of PD, a lot of PDA. That's that's not a big thing. Oh, no right. one's doing the no? Lindy, yeah? Yeah, no one's doing the Lindy, <laughs> uh, the Watusi. None, none of that's going on right now. It's it's uh, it's just some very, you know, just some swaying to like you know saw like a a gentle waltz type thing nothing overly crazy and a waltz is probably even too flamboyant i will not imbibe then (laughs) right i I was gonna say like i'm kind of standing a little bit off to the side because if anybody wants to approach me and maybe i can make a connection with someone or get any kind of information you know hear about anything Vadim okay. would Vadim would hang on to one of the ladies who would be striking up conversations. His habit in these situations is to uh, not talk and listen, which he then tries to listen to other conversations that are going on. Standard like intelligence gathering uh, type of mode. Faye, Catherine, you're the only two. Go ahead and make me a roll and make it on spot hidden. Uh, that is a hard success. That's a 17. That is um, a hard success. Off in the corner, speaking to someone softly, is a gentleman with round glasses, a little bit more of a complexion that's a little darker. Uh, Everyone here tends to be on the, you know, the soapy white side. This gentleman looks more Mediterranean, perhaps, or Spanish, Uh, has a very small mustache, and he's wearing a hat even indoors. And he's talking to a few people and ladies, you're, you're absolutely convinced that you know this face. And then it starts to strike you. You think it's Pessoa, the poet, Fernando Pessoa. Oh my God. Oh my, I talk about a a callback. That's the poet that wrote the book that got us all into this mess. Yeah. I have half a mind just to go over there and hit him with something. Yeah, you fuck, bastard. (laughs) You dirty fuck. Wow. Wow. Now I understand the buttons. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Getting this information, I 
I'm going to look at Catherine and go, I, I can't be the only one that thinks. No, that's, um, that, that's, that may be the guy. Hmm. Looks like his photo, little mustache and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you're, you're, you're 95% sure it's him. Oh yeah. Well, what? slap me and call me Susan. I slap her and call her Susan. Alrighty. The- Metaphor saying expression i know but right now i'm just a little uh fried if if you'll okay get me. um sh- you, should is... we go talk i'm mm, neither of us are good at this whole seduction thing abilene's not here she would have been better at it mm-hmm. um why the hell is he here i i don't know we need to find we need to find out but i mean uh, you know what and i i i Chuck the rest of my drink back. I give the glass to Catherine. I go, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going. Faye. Faye. Nope. Already on my way. Nope. Mm. Come with me. Okay. Okay, fine. Fine. (sighs) Shit. Faye in her magnificent bosom is walking across the room because that's how her her dress is. Her her chaperone accompanying. And the the shepherdess as we (laughs) dressed (laughs) dressed with her... uh, what what was the shepherd's pole called? The the staff with the crook in it that used it's, to. It's a, it's a crook. crook. <laughs> it's a crook. Okay, uh, is she's following behind? So yeah, you make your way over Can to the I table. Pop a button or two. You mean if you wish? Like I'm saying, like would it be like this? No, like I'm just as I'm walking, it's going to be like subtle, like meep, meep. <laughs> just okay. Pop a few buttons. Yeah, that's on that suit. Meep meep <laughs> meep meep. Yeah, perhaps. So you know. make your way across this room. Um, I'm sure you let Vadim and Ella and Jack, I'm sure you give their, ex- you know, could you excuse me a moment, right? You don't just jump yeah. up and go, what the fuck, and start running across the room. Um, well, no, Vadim, I don't. Vadim would, Vadim would follow. Jumps up and unbuttons okay. her shirt. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I, I will say, Faye wouldn't because she's too focused on that. Catherine might. Well, no, Vadim, yeah, Vadim would like, follow. Him, right? he's hanging on to you as like a cover. So that he doesn't get engaged, so that he can watch and listen what's going on at the party. Gotcha. So he's just following you around, you know, like a well, puppy. Well, you got a one-way ticket to Pessoa, then, my friend, because that is where we're going. <laughs> Let's go, baby. All right. So, Ella, what's up? Um, I'm just gonna say this for later, just to plot it out. Um, while they're doing that, mm-hmm. Ella would excuse herself to like a corner somewhere, just try to recompose herself. And then it would give her an opportunity to walk through the party and then mark some faces. Okay. What are you looking for? Anyone that is keeping too close of an eye on her. Like somebody who's intentionally watching instead of just like, oh, passing glance, like a greeting. More like, you know that that guy who was interrogating us? I want to look for guys like him who are intentionally following or being around us too much. Oh, you got it. I understand. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, no problem. We'll we'll just um go I'll ahead and make a spot. I just wanted to say like that's yep. what I wanted to do. But All right, uh, so, if you want I'll make a spot hidden roll now. Make a spot hidden there. and let me know what it is in a few minutes when I call you. Okay. So uh, Jack, you're there. Um Vadim and the girls excuse themselves for a moment. Uh you're just I don't know, are you following I mean are you would have no reason to follow these women yet, right? You're just No, I think I see them all get up and sort of leave and I and I look over at Kaganovich and I'm like, so do you come here often? <laughs> and then give him sort of a wry smile and then look back and gently like sniff like at his jacket. Like, is it me? Did they leave because of me? Right. 
<laughs> uh, I'm they, sorry, uh, my love. We'll be back to you eventually. But right now, Pessoa calls. All right. So, yes, he is. What the fuck? What? Faye called this new guy who she just met her love. What about oh, the, love of God. the Faye and Catherine ship? Come on. It just happens. It, ju- it, it happens. He's, I know. He's a 75 appearance. He's a rogue. I love you. You know that I love you. I have saved you so listen many to, times. Listen to episode 55. You'll feel the love. Moving on. Yeah. So, back- <laughs> so you walk over and uh, he is talking very softly, but in, hush, in a hushed tone to the gentleman sitting next to him. And uh, yes, and of course. And he looks up and sees you approach. He's, and this Russian guy says, may I help you, ladies? Uh, yes, I'm actually here uh, for uh, your friend. I'm, I'm so sorry to intrude. I just couldn't help but notice. I saw you across the, uh, the room, and I couldn't help but think you just looked so familiar. And then, uh. and then I put it together. You're the poet, Pessoa. I love your work, and I, I couldn't not come over here and express that to you. I'm most grateful for you to recognize me, uh, senora, but senorita, but um, I'm sorry you catch me off guard. I do not know your name. And he stands up. Oh, my name's Faye. It is a pleasure. And you are with... And he looks at Catherine. Um, Catherine Ross, Mr. Pessoa, it's absolute fan of your work forgive the the intrusion uh gentlemen it's how often are you gonna be in the same room as a famous writer at a dinner party in leningrad i i couldn't not come over and introduce myself fate finds me here um at the friend's request but it is a most excellent to meet both of you yes i mean how how odd i'm I'm shocked to hear another accent that isn't Russian here. Um, are you here for to visit, for, for fun? As I said, a friend has asked me to make my way here to drop off some papers. And I've always wanted to see the beautiful city of Leningrad. Um, it is inspiring me, so perhaps one day you will be able to enjoy another poem or two, a verse about this place. I look forward to it. And I kind of just look to my, to Catherine to be like, look, I only just had the plan to get us here. I don't know if you wanted to ask anything else. Are you with this gentleman as well, sir? I'm sorry, I didn't mean that to be rude. Um, this is our, um, our interpreter, uh, Vadim Gavrilov. Vadim, this is Fernando Pessoa, a, a very... Um, famous and most eloquent uh, Portuguese writer. No, you are. Please don't don't be modest. Come on. I am, I am, I am a poet and a writer, but I am not so sure famous. Although it seems that I've been able to be uncovered here, even in Russia. I am but humble guy. That is truly honor. It is an honor to meet you as well, sir. Uncomfortable um, pause. It is I'm a very. I'm, I'm debating. <laughs> I'm, I'm also debating thinking going for it. And I, but I don't want to die. It's Russia. It's it's the it's the chapter of uncomfortable pause, people. Because um, if this pause. wasn't Russia, I what? Pause. Pause. pause? <laughs> it's my Jersey accent. No, not like all the groping, uncomfortable pause. 
no like a like a <laughs> like a pause we are unhinged right this episode I don't it's like a memoir my time in russia <laughs> uncomfortable pause <laughs> oh my god like i have all these things these stupid things these Catherine awkward human ramblings that in any other country wouldn't get her killed i so say f- follow your instincts okay good god no no <laughs> Sweet Jesus, um, what have you done? This will be th- this will be the end of the show, um, <laughs> Mr. Pessoa. Um, See, I I have um this story you you may not find interesting at all. Please sit, um, please. If we're going oh, to thank chat, you. If we're going thank to talk, so please sit. Um, could we could we get you a drink? Is there a waiter I can flag down some wine? Perhaps I'm, I can get. I have had an. I am having a cafe right now. I am fine. Thank you. I could go for one myself. It, what a Capital idea, as they say in England, where I happen to live. Um, I have this uncle in England. This is relevant, I promise, uh, Mr. Pessoa. And he is a collector of rare books. And he's the one who introduced me to your work. And I I happened to come across a copy of one of your books in a shop in London. And it was like the most amazing find but unfortunately, somebody beat me out to it, and I, I wasn't able to get my hands on it. Are you familiar with London? I have been twice to London. I, my books were traditionally published in Portuguese, but yeah. they're, I, it's, I'm sorry you lost the copy. I, I don't happen to have anything on me right now. I'm sorry. No, but... I wasn't asking for a copy. It was, um, it was actually like... It was such a shame that I lost it because it was an inscribed copy. Oh. And and I would have been I would have been blessed to have your signature. It's like the one that got away, you know. Well, this I'm afraid it's not enough to make the book any more valuable than the cost on the cover, but I've at some point you were able to procure another or if you would like to give me your card, I will when I get back home, I will send a copy somehow to you. I can make sure that happens. That would be wonderful. She pulls a card and scrolls um, the address of the museum on it and hands it to him. It's like, okay. oh, just address this to me. It'll, it'll, it'll get to me. At the museum. Or the, you know what? She puts the hospital. Oh, very well. I will make sure to to do this, uh, Miss Ross. Well, that fucking went well. That was your instinct? <laughs> like, an inscribed book in London? Like, who's he inscribing books for in London? Maybe that recalled, like, some, like, oh, shit. Well, maybe he's trying not to let it be on his face to recall it. I mean, well, I he's don't... playing it calm. I mean, he's not going to be like, yeah, he's not, not letting London! <laughs> <laughs> and take off like a bat out of hell with a big bump, 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 bump. <laughs> he's on the run. I'm not... Like I don't, I'm, so, I'm trying not to get killed and scream out. You, why would you sign a book to Crowley? Oh my God, what if she's here? Oh, he's come for his bride. Ah, no, don't you put that, <laughs> you put she, well, that oh, on goes, evil on us, Faye. There goes <laughs> the limiter. <laughs> you, it's so perfect. All right, so over to Ella. Ella, go ahead and give I'm me a so spot sorry, hit roll. That was anticlimactic. Terribly, terribly uh, sorry. <laughs> Damn it, the demon is expelled from me. Oh God. Okay, um, I did get a regular success. You definitely notice at least two or three people uh, as you make your rounds around the, you know, the the place, and 
listen to the band and kind of bop for a little bit and grab another, you know, grab another drink and and, and mill about. You, you notice that there's definitely people watching you. Um, one one woman and 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 one man in particular across the room that uh that appears to be keeping an eye on you rather intently. I make my way over, but I'm not being deliberate like I want to talk to them. They're going to pretend not to even speak English. They're just going to be like, uh, if if anybody's in the OGPU, they're not going to want to be made, and mm-hmm. they're just going to try to brush you off. All right, well, do I notice if when I get close enough that I see any concealed weapons on the male or female? That's a really hard get to get but they're sitting down there you know but you can try go ahead and give me a uh, give me a spot hidden but you're gonna need a hard success or better i know that's a no for me yeah it's uh, just picking up the fact that they're you're even being fought you know watched again vadim did warn you this was probably going to happen so it's not unnerving to you uh and it does seem like everybody that moves someone else is watching the move so <laughs> i don't think that any of that's uh, uh, abnormal but you've definitely been able to make a face or two uh, of some of people that have been keeping an eye on you really close all evening. I'm debating whether or not, you know, I'm not going to do it because Ella's not in the mood for any reading tonight. So she's just going to give them a smile, a look, walk away and remember their faces for later. All right. So back over to the girls real quick. Uh, he's he's sipping his coffee. These two men are obviously looking at you like we were talking. Is there something else? I look to Faye like, Tag team, help me out. Like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> that was my that was my card, and I don't I didn't do it right. Well, you could mention the who the inscription was to. You could mention who owned the book. You could mention a person related to that person that you know. Finding a strange key sewn into the into, into the, 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 uh, the binding paper, the binding of that, it. That might be a little bit too far. <laughs> yeah. We could say that it was inscribed to maybe Alistair's wife and see if he corrects us. Okay. Well, that's a good idea. I doubt that would happen. Uh, then in that case, um... Maybe, like, he'll prove, like, oh my god, no, I didn't sign any copies to that to that woman. No. Like, unless he did. So go ahead. I pick up where you had left off and I go, oh, the inscription! Oh, yes, I remember, um, I remember seeing that at the store that day. It was remarkable, actually. I think it was made out to, um... Um, oh god, what was the name? I believe it was Crowley's wife, correct? Alistair Crowley's wife, um, Rose Kelly? Spot hiddens. That is a hard success. He raises an eyebrow. He says, if I made an inscription for her, it's, that is a, a rare find indeed. I would, as, I would be sad and remiss to wonder why such a book would be in a bookstore for resale. I would have hoped that she would have been honored enough to keep it, but sometimes these things have a way of getting away from us. Sometimes these things have a way of having a life of their own. Indeed. Lost a set of keys once. Couldn't find it again. <laughs> <laughs> life of their own. Catherine is so uncomfortable. Like, this is not her role. Yeah, I'm also starting to get a little uncomfortable. Um, I go... Well, you know, um, time passes, you move house, uh, sometimes things get lost, um, could have been found, or I know that, um, her and Alistair Crowley had split, perhaps it was in the belongings that he had retrieved, and he sold it. You know, there are many books, some of them are 
books of poetry. Some of them are the book of laws. And perhaps those are the ones you should be focusing on. Yes? Perhaps one day I will be able to speak with you when I give you your copy of my poetry and explain to you why it would be so important for you to understand all the laws in the country that you come from, especially those that would apply to people like Mr. Crawley or myself. I would be, yes, that's, um, I would very much enjoy that conversation at a, clearly he's telling me to shut up. I'm gonna thank this lovely Portuguese gentleman for sharing a coffee with me and listening to me ramble inanely and gonna excuse myself and apologize to the Russian gentlemen who were speaking to him. Do we recognize either of those Russian gentlemen or? No. Do they look high up the chain, middling? Before you leave, both of you notice with the hand that he shakes yours, he's wearing a, a, ring, a signet ring, and it's inscribed with the symbol of the Golden Dawn. Oh, no. No. Oh, great. Well, oh, I'm glad I did not tell him my last name. And with that, we will close it out for tonight. Good place to leave it because the party's almost over, but it ain't quite over yet. So everyone, oh, thank no. you so much. Um, we now, we have a bunch of different leads, I hope, for the team. There's some names that they can check in on. Um, I like that Vadim didn't take Jack Cavendish's quick answer. I can help you out there with a spot with those tickets. No, thank you. Um, I don't know who the fuck you is. <laughs> <laughs> this is not. No, thank you, Dickie. I enough. will not take it. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, Ella. It's like, how I don't... do I put this politely? Fuck I... no. <laughs> just some random man that we met, but for some reason you seem to be important to the progression of the story, but we're not going to trust you just yet. Bam. Vada... Put that down. Vada, um... Well, he's awfully chummy with the Russians. Vadim extends <laughs> exactly. his arms out. He extends his arms out and goes, these are my chickens, looking at the girls. <laughs> <laughs> I will keep... I will keep Fox out of Hin House. <laughs> <laughs> and he I'm watching you, Mr. Cavendish. You You have Fox written all over you. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he looks like a facade. I never, but in fact, I have. <laughs> oh, my Lord. That's okay. him. Oh, Fernando. Don't do that because then we have to sing it. All right. So from all of us, <laughs> there's been too much singing. And that's, no, that's no more bad. Singing. Yes. Um, but from all of, to sing Abba. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but from all of us here at the Barda College, uh, we hope you enjoy. Sometimes we have to do these long session, ar- you know, setups to get the story arcs moving in the next chapter. This is Russia. We're really excited about where it's going. I know I am. I can't. I hope the team is gonna. It's starting to feel like things are starting to, you know make into some sort of a mishmash of paste that they can they can play in but mishmash um it's just this this wet sand that kind of chokes them down at the last second so from all of us here though at the bardic college uh until we talk to you again next week thanks for listening everybody good night Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin MacLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.